Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is the show that is designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, M.D., and as always, it is my pleasure spending time with you on this broadcast with the goal that maybe at least one piece of information could take your health and your life to a higher level. I would like to welcome you all to this broadcast once again. I really appreciate you tuning in every week. I do want to remind you that the information presented is for educational purposes only and is not intended for diagnosis or treatment. Please seek the advice of your healthcare provider before making any changes to your health. All right, so we know that the obesity epi- epidemic is a major problem in this country. Obesity affects not just adults, but we now know many children are affected, so much so that type 2 diabetes, which years ago was associated with adults, we're now finding it more and more in children, and it's being attributed to the obesity epidemic. Now, um, we know also that obesity is a leading cause of many of the chronic illnesses in this country, and also that weight loss is on the top of the list for many people with their New Year's resolution. It's also one of the things that many people abandon because they fail at it. Well, my guest today believes that she has some solutions. Lisa Marie Rosari is a nutritionist, a weight loss, diet, and lifestyle coach, and she utilizes a holistic approach towards health and diet. She's also the author, the co-author of the book, Embracing Your Authentic Self, and is a dietetics and nutrition expert for Dr. Oz's website. She says that she's passionate about assisting others in achieving their unlimited potential and optimal health. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. I'm so happy you're here. We've been working on getting you on the show for some time, and, you know, finally you're here, and I'm so happy you're here because I know that you have a lot of great information to share. Now, one of the things, as I mentioned before, you are interested in nutrition and weight loss and all of that, and I wonder how, what got you to this point? How come you became interested in this area of health? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I've always been, uh, since, I'm, since I'm young, I would say about 16, which is quite a long time ago for me at this point, I got very interested in the health food-like sort of movement that was happening in the 80s, and I was really always chasing the fountain of youth myself, and I was very, very lucky all my life. I had really decent metabolism. Uh, I ate healthy or what was considered healthy back then. My weight was under control. And as a young woman having babies, I was bouncing back easily. And, and, and then my last child, I had my last child at 36. And when I, and then that was a little bit more difficult to lose the weight. And as I got older, 
I noticed my weight started creeping up. And after 40, it really, really started to uh, stick. It would creep up and stick. And, and losing weight became really, really difficult. And I started because of my own desire to always feel vibrant because that's something that is a non-negotiable for me. I chase feeling good, whatever that looks like, whether it's vitality and being out of pain and being healthy and being, uh, you know, limber. These are the things that I personally chased in my own personal journey. So as when after 40, when I noticed that it was going in the opposite direction, it really got me very interested in why and what can I do to change this and reverse it and go back to feeling great. That's great. I mean, I, I love... Whenever I do get advice from people, it's usually someone who's walking the talk, you know. So that is good that this is something that you seek for your own self. Now, one yeah. of the things you said is that you, um, you have a holistic approach to weight loss. What does that mean? Well, I believe, and it is a common belief, that we are a sum of our parts. So if one area of our life is not going the way we like to, it kind of ripples out into other areas and vice versa. We become a product of all the different key areas of our life. So many people eat out of stress. That's a perfect example. So instead of giving somebody a restrictive diet, sometimes we just need to talk about what's the stress and how can we reduce that stress. And then it could be also another very common common uh, trait that I see in my clients is they really don't feel so good about themselves. There's low self-esteem. So we work on raising self-esteem because once you really start making yourself a priority and making your self-care a priority, the eating tends to follow. Your eating cleans up because you now... You, you now value yourself and your, what I call your sacred body vessel. So you start really treating it with the respect and the care it deserves. So those are certain, you know, two, two examples of how holistically I will approach weight loss because weight loss or health is not a one-size-fits-all. You know, that's the thing, and, and that's a very, very important thing for people to really take away from this interview is what works for somebody else might not work for you, and, and vice versa, and, and, and onward. So I really take a look at my individual clients, what they're dealing with, their lifestyle, you know, their health, their health challenges, and, and what's going on in their head, and then help them create a plan based around the way that I teach of eating that really, really will work for them. So that's why there's a lot of success in my program. And I'm so glad you address what's going on in people's head. As someone who I, I go around and do a lot of health talks in the community, and I realize over the years that there's no health change that will occur until there's a, a mind shift. People have to actually want to make changes. You have to somehow get them to a place mentally where they see that this is a great idea or your words will be in vain. So I absolutely agree. You have to get to what's going on in the head first. Now, you are the creator of Smithtown Weight Loss. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Smithtown Weight Loss is something that I'm really excited about um, for so many different reasons. And, and the main reason is is that it, it really is an accessible program for everyone. Uh, it is a membership website. So basically, Smithtown Weight Loss is an online health and weight loss program where you can literally join 
and you will get access to the member dashboard, which has all the health transforming information back there in a step-by-step kind of format that you can literally walk yourself through a sugar detox and then a health transformation. Also included in the membership would be a recipe library that's 150 plus and growing because I'm because I I eat this way myself. I'm constantly trolling the website the, the websites all around the globe. I pick out things that look really yummy and nourishing. I I create them. I make them in my test kitchen. And if they're really delicious, I'll load them up into Smithtown Weight Loss into the member uh, into the recipe library. So it sort of takes the guesswork out of what do I what can I eat. It's it's so simple. Do, what do I want for breakfast? Let me take a look at the, you know, whatever, how many breakfasts are listed. It takes the guesswork out of what can I eat, what what should I eat. And, and on top of it, if you need one-on-one support, that's available as well. So I've covered all bases for people to either do it on their own if they have, like, tremendous accountability or... They can simply, you know, just request to work with me one-on-one and voila, you'll get right in my schedule. So that you answered what, what I was going to ask next, actually, because when you mentioned this online weight loss program, I wondered how many people would actually do well with something like this. But as you said, they need to have accountability. I don't think this is something that, you know, if you're someone who needs someone pushing you all the time and having someone there with you one-on-one, this may not be the way to go, or maybe at least it can be used as an adjunct. Exactly. I mean, there are some people that just really want to live more, I want to say sugar-free, low glycemically, that don't have a weight problem. They just want to get off the sugar. So for someone like that, this would be perfect to, you know, just sign up on the online membership, kind of, you get all this health boosting information back there. You have the recipe library and off you go. But the bulk of my clients start off working with me privately. And then we really get to the crux of what's going on and why they're eating. Because it's really, really, it, like we t- discussed before, it, it, there's a lot. Where, where are things tethered in our body where we're eating out of stress or emotional uh, reasons or to fill a void? So these things need to be addressed. And of course, there's one-on-one support. But I really wanted to make it so that anybody could really get involved in this. And really, my mission is to help the world go sugar-free because I have, I have very strong feelings about how sugar is really one of the culprits in the demise of, of the globe's health. So I really feel strongly that everybody needs to realize where sugar is being sabotaged into our diet and get it under control. So this is a, a love mission for me. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit more about that sugar detox, but one of the things that I also see is that you use the paleo diet. Can you share, what is, what is this about? Sure, sure. Well, I, I use a modified paleo because I find paleo to be, at, in, it, in a diet itself, it's a too restrictive for me personally because I do like my sweets here and there and I do like, it, it doesn't work for me when I eat an, an excess of natural sugar. which on paleo, that would be okay, you know, honey and agave and stuff like that. But paleo diet is is called, it's it's short for the paleolithic diet. And it's the way that our ancestors ate. Basically, it's, you know, a.k.a. the caveman diet because it's the way that our our caveman uh, ancestors ate. They were hunter-gatherers, so it's very, very high on the protein. You know, it's protein-based, non-starchy vegetables, and and, uh, nuts and seeds. 
and, and anything kind of grown in nature by God. So with, with the caveats being, they really, really frown upon like, um, legumes and, and, uh, and that would be peanuts and stuff like that. So any beans or legumes and any wheat, like any grains, because that's not the way that our, our ancestors actually ate. So they, they, their, their stand, the paleo diet stand is pretty much that, that's how our genetics were formed. This is the way we are meant to eat. It's the way that it agrees the most with our body. And I would have to say that, you know, I've seen major health transformations in people that have, have taken on this whole foods kind of, um, and my take is the low glycemic part because honey, even in, you know, honey is wonderful and natural, but in excess could be very detrimental to not only your weight, but your health, your, your blood sugar health. And and so in what way do you modify it? If someone were working with you and you're using the modified way, mm-hmm. what exactly do you change? I would take out anything highly glycemic. So what that means is something that would impact your blood sugar deeply. So uh, for me, for Smithtown Weight Loss, what I teach, especially because I deal mostly with uh, people that are over 40, <clears throat> a, lot, a lot of my clientele is over 40, they're having hormonal decline. You know what? A lot of honey, a lot of high sugar fruits like bananas and stuff, those things really have to be used as treats. They're not something to use every day. I would never say, you know, drizzle a whole bunch of raw you know, uh, local honey all over your all over your Greek yogurt. That would not be something that would would come out of my mouth because anything in excess, natural sugar, sugar is sugar. I look at the way things impact the blood sugar. So we keep a very, even though it's a whole foods kind of paleo based diet, we we keep it on the very low glycemic side. So that would be a lot of greens, a lot of broccoli, you know, cruciferous vegetables, salads, dark leafy greens, peppers, you know, things like that. So we would we would delve into more of those like lower glycemic fruits and vegetables. And so in, in continuing on in that vein, you do talk about the sugar detox. Why do you think removing sugar, and you sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, why do you think removing sugar and processed food from the diet is so important? Well, first of all, removing, it, it, it is so important, and, and it's been proven that sugar is detrimental. Sugar in excess is detrimental to your health. It's been proven scientifically. Processed food, eating, you know, people who eat a lot of processed food, and that would basically mean anything that comes out of a box or a bag, um, you know, in, in excess, it's very, very detrimental to the body, the breakdown of the body. So there's obesity involved in it. There's, there's disease involved in it because it's really uh, this unbelievable snowballing effect because obesity is really the root for many, many diseases. So it, it just becomes this snowball effect of, of, of you know, where, where is this going to go? It's just going to keep accumulating. And the thing about it is, is that I always tell my clients, uh, health and weight loss are progressive unless you stop it in its tracks and start to reverse it. So we have to look at what are the culprits, what are causing the obesity, what is causing the disease. And an excess of sugar, which is basically a carbohydrate, but not the right kind of carbohydrate in the body, really, really causes an obesity and then the snowball starts rolling. So then disease comes in after that. All right. So we are going to take a short break for our sponsors. And when we come back, This is going to tell us something she mentions about not believing in restricting calorie counting, which 
really most diets today, that's what they rely on, but this is not her approach. So we'll hear how she approaches things differently. And she'll also share some of her strategies to help you towards the journey uh, to weight loss and good health. So we'll be right back in a few seconds. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Are you ready to take control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Join us for Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Atlanta's incredible radio, AM 1570 WIGO or listen live stream at WIGOAM.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining me, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. My guest today is Lisa Marie Rosarti. She is a nutritionist and weight loss specialist, and she's the creator of the Smithtown Weight Loss, and she is there talking with us about uh, how to approach weight loss in a, a holistic way so that you can gain, gain the information and lose the weight that you want to lose and gain good health. So, Lisa, let's continue on. Uh, as I said before, you mentioned that you don't believe in restriction and calorie counting. And I have to tell you, many, many, many diets, that's what, that's what they rely on. So how do you approach things differently? Okay, so this is the great paradox. It's very interesting with um, once you remove uh, things that convert to sugar in the body because most diet plans will always include a starch, be it brown rice or some sort of grain. There's usually a starch component on on the plate or what you're allowed to eat in the meal. And what I've discovered is when you add in that starch, you really have to restrict the fat that you're, that you're eating in the meal. So meals become a little bit boring. So for example, like one of a, a diet meal would look like on one of the major diet plans would look like a, you know, a quarter cup or half a cup of brown rice, a chicken breast and some steamed vegetables. Now that to me would be a very restrictive meal, in my opinion, whereas a, a meal that I would give one of my clients on Smithtown weight loss would look like, you know, chicken, with skin on, all right, you know, maybe roasted in the oven with drizzled with a little olive oil, a little garlic, sea salt, pepper, you know, lemon juice, and then you can have sautéed broccoli and garlic and oil because this is the thing. Once you remove the starch, you're able to eat the other foods to satiety, and this is the thing. You, you gain satiety much quicker when you're eating healthy fats. In my professional opinion, when you remove healthy fats from the diet, you're hungrier more often. You, you want to eat. You're not satisfied. So that's really the, the, really the crux of, of what I do. We start to really re-educate, or I re-educate my clients that fat doesn't make you fat. It's the right fats that really, really nourish the body. And then you, you have tremendous satiety for longer. You really, my clients have claimed they're, they're, I have clients that were literally, they were sat in my chair and said, I'm addicted to food. I don't even understand how this is going to help me. And now they sit down in my chair and say, I don't even think about food. (laughs) That's the difference. It's amazing. Wow. That's great. And so what are some of the other diet misconceptions that you've heard from your clients? 
Well, definitely that fat makes you fat. It's actually the opposite. Fat actually helps you lose weight when you're eating the correct fats. And we, you know, of course, I educate my clients with the, with the right fats to eat. There are healthy fats and the body needs them. That's what helps us feel satiety. So then the other big misconception that I love to talk about is that, that eating eggs raises cholesterol. That's actually not true, especially when you remove the starches. I have, I have, have, I have client after client that eat eggs because, you know, eggs really are a very perfect protein when you look at it. When you look at it with the paleolithic diet or a high-protein diet, they love eggs, especially in the morning. So my clients usually come to me with high cholesterol to begin with. That, used, that seems to be a very common, um, you know, ailment that they're dealing with, and they're always afraid to eat the eggs, you know, and I say, trust me. Do it for three months, get blood work in three months, and they come in astonished that their, that their cholesterol has literally gone down. I have one client that went down 70 points in three months and off of cholesterol medication. Yeah, we, we definitely know that with the proper diet uh, that you can decrease some of that cholesterol level. And, in fact, I did have an endocrinologist on the program recently, and she did comment on what you're saying now in that there are some fats that are healthy, and, in fact, um, it does increase that sense of fullness, that satiety that you mentioned. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned that um, weight loss is not about willpower but more about strategies, and you actually have some strategies that you share that you say can help towards the journey to weight loss and health. Can you share those strategies with us? I'd love to. I'd love to. Well, one of my favorite strategies is definitely eat three, three meals a day. But this is the thing, not on the go, not munching while you sit down and eat. But this is, the, this is the crux of it. Breakfast and lunch should be your largest meals. Dinner should be your tiniest meal. And there's an old saying that say that says something like eat eat like a king, eat breakfast like a king, and lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pauper. And what that really means is, and I, I was probably completely mutilating the saying, but it go it, that's the the crux of it. So, so what it basically means is, you should eat a very robust breakfast. Then you should eat a nice lunch, a nice size lunch, but dinner should always be your smallest meal. And in America, we do the opposite. We, I, most of my clients come into my office skipping breakfast, eating like whatever on the go, crap on the go, you know, for lunch. And then dinner, they're eating a gigantic dinner with starches and, you know, and, and all the other things on the plate. And, they're, and they're, then they're going to bed. It's sedentary after they eat. So that's a big strategy is actually reverse it. Do more of a European type of lifestyle, which is a nice breakfast, a nice lunch, teensy tiny dinner. All right. Would you like me to continue with the strategies? Please do. Please do. Okay. So my next strategy is... Eat your final meal. Dinner, dinner should be as early as possible. Now, for a lot of people, that's very, very hard to do because they work full time and they're getting in the door. And that will kind of piggyback into my next strategy, which is cook once, eat multiple times. So if you cook one time, if you live alone, cook for two or three nights. Don't just make, you you know, making a meal and eating it that night, when you go home and you have to prepare it, it puts another hour onto the the time you're eating. So one of my strategies for my moms, I'm a busy mom, and my working women and men, make one, one dish and eat it for two, three nights. Or even you could take it in for lunch the next day as leftovers. So don't cook and eat. 
Just make it so that you can use this strategy. It works really good. You don't feel like you're cooking every minute of the day or every day, and you're eating nice, healthy food instead of grabbing something on the go or grabbing something because you're walking in the door starving, and you first have to start cooking, so you're grabbing and eating the wrong thing. So that's, that, that would be uh, strategy number three. Cook once, eat multiple times. Um, Next strategy would be start your day with a protein and non-starchy vegetable breakfast. That is the best way to keep your blood sugar stable from early in the morning because like the law of physics, what goes up must come down. So if you start your morning with America's favorite breakfast, which is a bagel and cream cheese or a muffin, you're literally starting your day with a sugar spike and what goes up must come down. So by 11 a.m., you're usually dragging, dragging ass is what I call it. You're dragging it around and you're exhausted and you need something else to bring your energy level back up. And of course, what do we grab? We grab coffee. We grab something starchy so that the body can convert it into sugar. It's what we crave. So then it, then we spike it up again and then it drops down and then we have a sandwich for lunch or a half a sandwich and a salad for lunch and up it goes from the bread and then back down. So most people have sugar spikes up and down all day long, which is why you would feel an afternoon sluggishness around 3 o'clock. So when you start your day off right with a nice protein breakfast and and non-starchy vegetables, so what would that look like? A spinach and feta omelet, a mixed vegetable omelet, you know, something like that. No starch, no potato in there or anything, but nice greens in there and a nice protein breakfast. You're going to have a great start to your day and you're going to have nice even blood sugar to lunch. All right, the next strategy would be listen to a guided visualization for health slash weight loss before you go to sleep. I love this because when you, it works on your subconscious mind and it also helps to relax you. So it activates the, something called the vagus nerve, which, which really is just a, such a feel-good nerve in our body. It, yoga activates it. That's why people feel so much peace and everything after a yoga class. So when you, now, now with iTunes and stuff, there's apps that you could download to your smartphone. Download an app of a guided visualization for health and weight loss, whatever resonates with you, and listen to it right before you go to sleep and then go off into sleep. It helps to work in your subconscious mind where a lot of the sabotage uh, lives. You know, that's in our subconscious. And then my last um, tip would be beware of eating too much fruit. People think fruit is healthy, and yes, fruit is healthy, but it also contains a lot of sugar. And I happen to have clients who have become diabetic because they eat a lot of fruit. And sugar is sugar, even natural sugar. So watch out your sugars, your honey, your agave, your fruits, your high, high uh, glycemic fruits like bananas or tropical fruits. And those are my six tips. All right. Great information. This is one of the, the, the great thing about hosting this show. You have different people come on with different opinions. And I know recently had a physician on who um, is a believer that you don't actually have to have a good breakfast. So, you know, it's, it's different things. And this is why I do tell the listeners, get this information and run it by your, your primary care provider and see what works for you. Because many times they're different information and I just want to make sure that people don't feel confused. But as with anything, everyone may have a different way of, of approaching things. So those are all great. I'm going to make sure that um, all six of your tips, that I will summarize them and have them on my 
Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane Thompson for people who, um, who want to have those handy. Uh, my final question to you, Lisa, um, you know, people have struggled with weight loss for years. We've seen it back and forth. It's one of the, I actually just found out that I was about 10 pounds overweight. I've always been skinny all my life. And I, now that I've gotten older, I'm now about 10 pounds overweight. And that's not a lot, but I will tell you, it, it, it is a lot of work to try to get rid of that weight. And so you have people out there who are struggling with a lot of weight. They, they try to lose the weight and they can't seem to lose it. And here we are, the beginning of the year. I know this is like on the top of the resolution for a lot of people. So I wonder if you were to share just one suggestion that you think you can, you can share with someone today that may help them to finally succeed with weight loss, what would that be? Well, my, I have to tell you, this is a no-brainer for me. The one thing you can do that can literally start to transform your weight and your health is to remove starch from your daily diet. And starch is, is it looks like bread, pasta. It could be potatoes, white potatoes. If you remove starch from your diet, you will see a major difference over time. Your weight will begin to go down and your health will probably take a turn for the better. Um, it's absolute, a starch is not a necessary nutrient for the body and it is definitely not a building block to health. So starch being removed is my number one tip. You will do such a great thing for yourself by just removing that, even in your daily digestion. And I, I'm, I actually agree with that. I, I think... What I've said to people in the past is make this easy on yourself. Don't even buy the stuff. Like I no longer will buy the pack of rice to bring it in the house where, you know, I'm tempted to cook it. So I, you know, I think people try to make it easy on themselves and try to even avoid bringing that stuff in the house where they cook it, then that will be a good thing. Now, thank you so much for this information. How may our listeners get a hold of you and of your information? Sure, they can visit me at www.smithtownweightloss.com. And Smithtown is uh, spelled S. Uh, how, oh my gosh, I just had a brain freeze. S M I T H T O W N, smithtownweightloss.com. All right. So that was Lisa Marie Rosati from smithtownweightloss.com. I will have that information on my Facebook page so you can check out the website. She does have some blogs that contain some information about health and nutrition and weight loss. So you can check that information out. Thank you so much again, Lisa, for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. All right, and for our listeners today, thank you for joining us. I'm sure you've learned something new today. As I said, I'll make sure I'll have our six strategies uh, placed on the website so that you can get a hold of that. And as always, remember that your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself this week. Take care, everyone. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. 
If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drdianethompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.